Coleman. What's good, man? What is going on, Poppy? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, another day here in the life. Here in the life. You getting a dollar yet or no? No. Okay. No, that doesn't that that doesn't that doesn't happen around here. You and I both work in Maryland. We both know how taxes work. We don't get a dollar. I may get like forty five cents. That's a that's a come up too. I know that it, that that is a hell of a come up. Maryland is the last time I checked seventh most expensive state in the country to live in. I'm not surprised. But you know what? That forty five cents, if you take that and you parlay it the right way, you can make like a million bucks. You gotta have like a nineteen leg parlay. I know. Take forty five cents into a milli. I know. We're gonna just do it on five five different guys to score first basket in the NBA. I am atrocious at those bets. I am too. I literally I don't think that I have gotten a single one right. Yeah, I I, I haven't either. You know, it's funny. I was so so I I, I told you earlier while we were before we started recording that I made a new friend at work because we talk about sports betting. Like he, me and him talk about football. We talk about fantasy. Well, now we're starting to talk about sports betting too. So sports betting brings everybody together. It really does. Like people that I don't like at work, I heard them talking about sports betting, and I just interjected myself into the conversation just for the hell of it. You want to lose their money? Exactly. Exactly. No, like, I, like I'm not. I'm not going in there like get, like telling them what to bet on or anything like that. <laughs> help me lose your money. <laughs> Let me help you <laughs> lose your own money. <laughs> um, but like I told him about like. Cause he's like, he's like trying to get like acclimated to it all. I mean, like most people in Maryland are, they're like, okay, this is cool. I know about sports. They're so just let me go ahead and do it just because now I can. Um, so like, he's still trying to like find his bearings and all and all that kind of stuff. What are you laughing at, dude? Ah, uh, that girl on the TV was funny to look at. My man, my man Holman here is gonna be. We're, we're, <laughs> Before I keep going, we're a little distracted right now. Uh, bowl season has started here in college football. It has. Right now, we're watching the uh, Duluth Trading Care Trading Cure Bowl uh, between uh, UTSA. What a pick. This is a terrible game. Uh, UTSA and Troy, number, 20, <laughs> number 25 and number 24 in the country. And damn, he, got, he just got body back, dude. Power bombed him. Right now, it's in the third quarter. Troy... Uh, Troy is down by five. It's twelve to seven. Um, they just threw a pick. Troy ran it back uh, a good distance. I think they're almost in the red zone. Um, so yeah, that's what we got going on right now. But we were talking about college, we were talking about uh, sports betting and everything. And I told him about for, uh, NBA first lay, uh, first basket scores parlays. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, oh, but that shouldn't be too hard to do, right? Because you know, five players on five players on each team. All you got to do is just pick who's pick who scores first. I'm like. I'm like, yeah, but somebody like LeBron is like plus five sixty or plus like, it, like, like it's 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 high odds for him to score the first basket. If you throw like three of them together, yeah, the odds are like extra like exponential. So, um, so it's 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 definitely fun to talk about sports betting with anyone. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's so much fun. Like, uh, we were at the, um, the Ravens and Broncos game. There's some old dude. He's sitting there talking to us, and he's like. He's like, can I sign up for more than one sports book at a time? I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, yes you can. You can. Yep. Oh, it won't let me. Did you make a new account on the new sports book? He's like, oh, I gotta make a new account. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you gotta make a new account, buddy. Sorry, that is how it works. I mean, he's older. I kind of give him a pass. Yeah. He, he like like he he doesn't he doesn't really know. That's fair. 
Because, I mean, like, you go into a casino, it doesn't matter It doesn't matter what they use or anything like that. You know, you just walk in, you can just go ahead and start betting. That's fair. So I guess his thought was kind of, like, the same way. Like, it's just, like, a universal um, universal type of deal. I don't know. I, I could see the confusion, but I was just like, yes. Yes, you do. You do indeed have to make a new account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right before we started recording, I told you about the bet that I got going on this weekend. I have a three-leg, two-touchdown score parlay for J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. Ten bucks is like four grand. Who is it? Jonathan Taylor. J.K. J.K. And J.J. I thought it was A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. I'm sorry. It was A.J. Brown. Okay. My apologies. Did you switch up on me? No. It was A.J. Brown. I'm sorry. Um, So... Ten dollars. I still have a free. I still have three hundred dollar bet. Th- thank you to whoever signed up using my uh, using the little code that I sent them because it's definitely go. very appreciated. Um, even though that person, I think I know who it is. I think it was my sister, but I could be wrong. I sent it to her and she never did it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I appreciate free money. I appreciate free money. Yeah. Um. So, I'm 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 gonna try and be more conservative and try and like actually like start. Winning money. Start exactly instead of just like doing like all these fucking weird ass bets. Um, yeah. So it's tough, man. Sports gambling is so tough. It is like, like you and I talk about it all the time. We always overthink things. Yep. Like we just always overanalyze matchups. Who's playing who? Who does what good? Who doesn't do what good? And we're like, okay, this is bound to hit. Blah 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 blah. And, like, meanwhile, my girlfriend's just like, yeah, I put money on this game because it was ending soon, and I thought it would work out. I, you know, their colors were orange and white, and I really like that, so I took that. <laughs> well, she, I mean, she's not like that. No, 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 like, no, no, no. <laughs> but, like, but, but like, that's how simple sports betting can be. It can literally be yeah, that simple. It, yeah, it, yeah, it really is. So, I mean, I mean, she, like, she, do- she was dogging on me at... When she, when she was doing it, she's oh, like, she was yeah she yeah, yeah Steph was really dogging on me. She's like she's like maybe you should just stop overthinking things and be better. Oh yeah, she let you have it just 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 not a not a second thought. She's like yeah yeah you're an idiot. Stop <laughs> overthinking it. You're like oh, I mean wow. justifiably she's not she's not wrong about that at all. I am an, I am an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. but yeah, like it's it 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 doesn't matter how much you know about sports, how much you don't know about sports. It's fun to talk about. It's just, yeah. We've talked about it before. Sports are just—it's just uniting. Like sports right. are just uniting. I mean, I'm, I mean, similar to how we were talking about like the World Cup and soccer, like soccer being like a a universal language. Yeah. Um. I mean, sports and ge- sports in general just start like somebody couldn't know shit about football. Some person may not know shit about basketball, but they're betting on it together. You can like talk about it and like have like a have like a common interest in in that. It's it's cool. Yeah, it it is cool. It's addicting. Um, I, I can see how people fall down the rabbit hole of it. I told you and I told you and Reno that the first time I did it. Yeah, when 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 the three of us went to uh, went to went to West Virginia, Charlestown. Yeah, when we went to Charlestown, and I bet on sports there, and I'm like, okay, I see why people lose their houses over this shit. Yeah, legitimately, like like, like I'm like. Steph's dad jokes, and Steph jokes about it all the time, saying how I'm like addicted to sports betting. Ask me if I have a problem, yeah, and all that stuff. But like, I see how people start to develop problems. As long as you're aware of what is going on, you're good. It's the point that you start becoming when you become unaware of it, and you're like, "Yeah, I know that I just lost fifty dollars this weekend, but if I hit on this one, 
then I get it all back. Right. That's when it becomes an issue. Once you're like, if you, as long as you're aware of what is going on and how much money you're spending, that was a good route. Touchdown, Troy. Good shit. Little seam route. Hmm. Right up the middle. That was a good route. Good positioning by the receiver. Touchdown, Troy. Anyway, continue. Take the lead. Um, it, yeah, you just you just got you got to stay aware. Mm. You just, you just have to stay aware of what's going on, um, and you you guys will be fine. I mean, a big problem is that I tell that I tell everyone when they ask me, "Oh, you have a problem?" Like half jokingly, I tell them all the time. This is like, and this is like a, a legitimate legitimate thing. I don't win enough to have a problem. That's fair. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta taste the uh... like, like once you start like, like hitting here and there is fine. Like if you, like if you put some money on like, on like one team to win straight up, you win twenty bucks. That's great. Good for you. You could have got, you could have done the exact same thing if you went to and bought and bought like a scratch off or some shit. Right. Like, th- like that's all good and fine. It's when you like, it's when you hit the three leg two touchdown score parlays and you win four grand that you're like. I have to chase this feeling. Yeah, now you're on top of the world. You've tasted it. Now you want nothing but it. Exactly. And that's that's when it does become dangerous. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I'm about to... Highway to the danger zone. I'm not saying I'm not... I'm Kenny not, Loggins. Sure. I'm not saying that I'm on the highway to the danger zone right now with doing this bet, but... You know, th- that's how, I mean, that's how shit like that starts. You know? are, you, are you sure you're not on the way to the danger zone? Um, if, if I'm not, if I'm not in a convertible with Kenny Loggins or fucking Tom Cruise or in a fighter jet with Tom Cruise, I don't want to be on it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm just asking questions. I would, I, I would, I would take it a step further. If I'm not in the boxing room with Mike Tyson. Okay. I don't want, I, like that's those, those three things right there. Driving with Kenny Loggins, listening to that song, and a fighter jet with Tom Cruise, and the boxing ring with maybe meeting Ray Lewis in the A gap. I think outside of those four things, I'm not like the, that is the danger zone for me, and I'm not willing to do it. Yeah, those, those all seem very dangerous. Yeah, the Kenny Loggins thing doesn't seem that dangerous because the odds are he'd probably let me drive anyway. Let me do out of both. <laughs> but for him, that'd be dangerous. Oh man! Because you know damn well Kenny Loggins is driving like a hundred fifty thousand dollars sports car, and if he lets me drive that bitch, he's done. <laughs> Not saying I kill him, but like, it's it for the both of us. <laughs> but like, I'm I'm opening that bitch up. I love that. Well, let's hop into a little uh little sports talk here. Why well, I mean, we're gonna talk about the NFL? Let's just go over it. Let's do it. How are we doing those uh, projections last week? You know, we actually did remarkably well. I mean, we still can't get over that hump of nine wins, but. With only 13 games being played last weekend, we only got four wrong. We went 9-4. That's not bad. We went 9-4. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of run down some of the ones that we did get wrong that we shouldn't have. Um, we, took Miami to, we took Miami to lose to the Chargers. That didn't hit. Uh, New, England, New England to lose to Arizona. That didn't hit. But then again, Kyler Murray also went out with a torn ACL. You mean we took Miami to win and they lost? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. We took we took Miami to win and they lost. We took New England to lose and they won. Okay. Uh, we also took Baltimore to lose. I think we well we had them the, splitting it at the beginning part of the season. We had we had them losing that game. Um, let's see what else do we have? We had Detroit losing. 
I think we got everything else right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we had Jacksonville beating Tennessee. We had Carolina beating Seattle. Um, uh, we did have uh, the Rams losing to the Raiders also. Which, of course, was wrong. But Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, but it, it is what it is. Um, good games this weekend. We do have, we do have very good games this weekend. We actually have three tomorrow on Saturday. Yep, which um, is which is ex- we're gonna have back to back weeks with Saturday games. Yeah, yeah. So this Saturday, Colts and Vikings are the one o'clock game. Uh, then you have the Ravens at the Browns at four thirty, and then the nightcap is the Dolphins at the Bills at eight fifteen. All three of which are on NFL Network. So if you guys don't have NFL Network, you're kind of sol. Yeah, um, I'm hoping so. So normally when Normally for the Ravens games, when it's on NFL Network, it's also local. That might produce an issue for me. It could. I think I have YouTube TV, so I think we'll be okay. Odds are it's probably going to end up presenting an issue for me. I don't know if I get NFL Network on Hulu. I should. Yeah, that could that could present an issue. But I don't I don't I don't know if I do. I might have to do I might have to do I might have to. But don't you have? Don't you have NFL Plus? I do have an NFL Plus, yeah. But I don't know if you can get NFL Plus on TVs. You can at least get it on your phone. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I can watch it on my phone. Maybe on my laptop. Well, stream it to your TV. It won't let me. No? I've tried it. Have you? Yeah. This is nice. I'm not, like, I'm, like, I'm currently streaming this football game from my phone onto my TV. I've never done it before. It's cool. Yeah. No, I'm, my TV has the capability. It's just NFL Plus blocks it. Oh, does it? It doesn't allow you to like hit oh. like stream it to the TV. Oh, that's kind of whack in all honesty. Yeah. I want to say I do have NFL Network on Hulu. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not going to check now because we're A, in the middle of recording and B, the game's on. Um, so going, going over these games tomorrow, uh, which ones have you jazzed up? Which ones are you kind of like, eh? I think it's pretty non-negotiable about which one has me the most jazzed up. Well, right, of course. That 4:30 game has me all jazzed up. Ravens at the Browns divisional game. Um, this one, I mean, it it does have some some sort of playoff implications. Uh, right now, we are tied with the Bengals at the top of the AFC North. Yeah. Um, at nine and four, this this game would put us at four and zero in the division, which is mm. huge for the program. Um, at that point, we're guaranteed to have a better divisional record than the Bengals. Yeah. Which is super super helpful. Um, Cleveland is a three-point favorite in this game. I think that's generous. Uh, I think it is too, but I mean, we also have to keep in mind Lamar Jackson is not playing. It is going to be Tyler Huntley. So, I mean, I, I understand Tyler Huntley is a very capable backup quarterback, but he is not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is worth a touchdown. I think with Lamar Jackson, <sighs> we're probably a three, three and a half point favorite in this game. I mean, I mean that that's a very good point. You know, if you do look at what the Browns have done since, so so really, this has been this is a new Browns team within the last two weeks since since Deshaun Watson has taken over. They suck. They they have been terrible. They weren't great with Jacoby Brissett, but they suck more. In two weeks, the Browns have scored one offensive touchdown. In two weeks, they've scored one offensive touchdown. Uh, I mean. We're not much better. But then again, you know, you have this guy that you gave a boatload of money to. I mean, 
I, I mean, I kind of saw the writing on the wall during the preseason. He looked like trash in the preseason. Well, he didn't play for an entire season. Then you give, then you make him sit for two thirds of this season. Yeah, he he hasn't played f- like competitive football in, in a year and and two thirds. Yeah, he's missed an entire season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, we've talked about it before. Our opinion, our opinion on Deshaun Watson is not hidden. We like you and I both have a very similar opinion on him. I pray that he continues to shit the bed. I I don't I don't wish he gets hurt because I, I'm not I'm not like that kind of person to wish that on somebody. But I genuinely wish that I I I hope that the move to Cleveland derails his career. That would derail Cleveland too because they gave him a shit ton of guaranteed yes, money. Yes, they did two hundred fifty million dollars. So they gave, they gave him a shit ton of money. Um, I also think it's funny that the Ravens are unleashing uh, rookie stud pass rusher David Ajabo against him. Yeah, you know, so so yes, the the the, uh, the Browns might be a three point favorite, but you know, with the way the Ravens defense has been playing recently, it surprises me that it's not closer. I get it. I get it. At home is worth three points. I get that. I do. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not ignorant to the fact that you're at home. You should automatically be uh be the favorite unless you're playing a significantly better team, which defensively the Ravens are superior. Yeah. I mean, they're. I. I think the Ravens have one of the top five talented talented defenses in the league, but offensively, the way they've been playing has been very, very underwhelming compared to what our expectations are as fans. Yeah. I mean. Like you said, three points at home, that's very, I mean, that's that tends to be the thing. I mean, Carolina's a three-point favorite over uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, granted, I think they're going with uh, Mason Rudolph at quarterback this week. See, I think they're back and forth on it. I know Kenny Pickett is not playing. Yeah, Kenny Pickett is for sure out. But then you look at the Texans are hosting the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are a 14-point favorite. I saw fourteen and a half last I checked. I could be I I, I, could, I could be I could be wrong. There. According to ESPN's website, they have him sitting at fourteen. According right to now. This, uh, so, Fanduel has him at fourteen and a half. CBS and ESPN both have him at fourteen. I think what is it, ESPN use Caesars? I think they use Caesar Sportsbook. For, I think I think they're sponsored by Caesars. I think they are too. Um. So, uh, I mean, either way, you take them at fourteen and a half, you'll be fine. They're going to win by more than two touchdowns. Texans are not very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that Bills and Dolphins game. That one has some implications as well. As well, I'm not really worried about the Colts and Vikings. That is what it is. Um, the Vikings should handle business. Last, they, you know, they should. But you know, that's. T- I mean, the Vikings have been struggling a, a little bit lately. Last week, I mean, I took the Vikings as, at plus one and a half against the Lions to go over my uh, money line and spread. Um, I went one and one. I took the Ravens as the underdog against the Steelers. That hit. Excuse me. And then I took uh, the Vikings at plus one and a half against the uh, the Lions. And they were, I were they at home against the Lions? No, the Lions were at home. The the Lions were at home. Was, and it was it was no slight towards the Lions, um, but the Lions ended up waxing that ass, um, and they and they beat them, um, which good on them. And I think it's, I think it's more of a testament to how good the Lions actually are, um, versus the Vikings, but. This game, Vikings should handle this one relatively easily. They're a three and a half point favorite. Um, I would take I would take them at uh, at minus six and a half. I would take them as a as a touchdown favorite against the Colts. 
Yeah, you know, the problem with the Colts is, I mean, since Jeff Saturday has taken over, I mean, for that first game when they beat the Raiders, people are like, okay. Maybe they got something. Maybe they got something going now. You know, 4-5-1 and one at that point. People are like, okay, the Colts can still do it. Since then, they've lost three straight. They've looked bad. Um, it's not go- It's not good for the Colts. I mean, obviously, the whole Matt Ryan thing isn't working out. You know, they got to revamp that offensive line big time. I wouldn't even say revamp. They have to add on to that offensive line because that's their offensive line's abysmal. They need to get whoever's throwing the ball more weapons outside of just Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Michael Pittman Jr. is a great receiver in the league. Great receiver. Um, but, you know, they have to add more. Um, you know, you feel sorry for a guy like Jonathan Taylor who has all the talent in the world to possibly be the best back in the NFL on any given Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, that's an offense that's really holding him back from what he can do. Um, and then poor Stephon Gilmore has got to go up against Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You know, having to guard Justin Jefferson, that's a, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a task anyway. Um, not many people do it successfully. I didn't realize it, but now Justin Jefferson leads the league in receiving yards. I think I saw he might be on pace to break the record. He is. He's on, he's on pace to break the record. He's currently sitting at 1,500 flat. That's insanity. Through 13 games. That's insanity. That's, I mean, he, he went for, I think he went for 200 plus last week. Yeah, he's very good at his job. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is very good. Um, how many receiving yards did he have? Not that game, this one. Uh, 11 catches for 223. Yeah, that's insanity. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm more worried about the two later games. Uh, obviously, as a Ravens fan, I want that middle game. Like that's that's what I'm all giddy about. You I, know, it, so so I'm not I'm not not to cut you off. I mean, you and I are both very excited about the Ravens game. You know this this Bills and Texans game. I'll be honest with you, it, the number sitting at forty, the point total sitting at forty four. I'm taking the under on it. And Bills and Dolphins. What did I say? Bills and Texans. I didn't mean to. I was like, wait, wait, what? Who? Where? My, I'm, 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 I'm speaking faster than I'm, I'm speaking faster than I can think. I apologize. Okay. Bills and Dolphins. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna take the under forty four on this game. Um, these are two offenses that are really struggling right now. Yeah, Tua seems to have forgotten how to play the quarterback position with as much confidence as he had at the beginning of the season. Um, I don't so, know what happened there, and the Bills still cannot run the ball outside of Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, so so I'll just I'll go ahead and start I'll go and start with the Bills. You know, they're the number one number one team in the AFC right now, um, record wise. I don't think they actually are, but re- according to the record, they're you know the number one team in the AFC. Um, you know, since Josh Allen hurt hurt his elbow, uh, the offense really hasn't been the same. I mean, uh, and also losing Von Miller, this defense has also lost an edge. Yeah. Um, you know, getting after the passer is definitely a hell of a lot tougher when Greg Rousseau is your number one guy compared to Von Miller. Greg Rousseau is the number one pick. He was a first round pick. He's a, he was a hell of a talent in Miami. I mean, I mean, when he was in college, there was actually conversations about him being a potential top five pick. It didn't pan out that way. He was still a first round pick in his own right. So, you know, he's still a hell of a talent in the NFL. Yeah. But with that said, you know, Von Miller is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Losing a first ballot Hall of Famer like that, and and what your next best option is, having such a drop off from Von Miller to Greg Rousseau, that hurts your defense a lot. You know, Tre'Davious White hasn't looked back. He still looks 
rusty. Coming off a torn ACL is tough. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. And tr- and trying to settle in mid season is definitely tough too. For yeah. someone for someone like Marcus Peters, it worked out well because he came in after two games. So now th- now at this point he's in he's in form. Yeah. At this point now. Um. Well, that's such a tough position to come back to from a knee injury because it's all reactionary. Yeah. Like you just you have to react very very quickly to what the wide receiver is doing. It's all very reactionary. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, you know, with with having that issue in the back of your mind, with knowing, hey, I had this knee injury, you know, it could it could mess with their psyche a little bit when they're trying to come in and out of those come in and out of those cuts to go get the get the receiver, adjust the ball, all that stuff. Um, you know, to go to go over to the Dolphins, you know, I mean, I mean, this offense looked like they were potentially, I think, the best offense in the league. Uh, through I'd say probably the first. First eleven games of the season. Yeah, I'd I, I'd give you one or two, uh, maybe top three, top three offense yeah. in the league because there were a few games where uh, Tua wasn't playing. Um, but I mean, for the longest time, Tua was undefeated mm-hmm. this season as long as he started and finished the game. And then was it against the Forty ers I think they just they started teeing off on him. Yeah. And his confidence has just plummeted. Well, you know, so, so, so the whole problem is, is that, you know, their whole offense is so predicated on the big play. Having speed with Tyree Kill and, um, was that a No, he was, he was down. Was he? Yeah. Here's the contact and boop. His elbow hit the ground. Yeah. He's with, with, ha- with having Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on the outside, you know, with having so much speed, your offense is going to be predicated on hitting the home run. Hitting the home run play, yeah, which they did very, very successfully. Uh, since then, in the last two games, especially, teams have been switching to a two high safety look the majority of the time. Fun fact: that's how people started beating the Chiefs. Yeah, weird. They switched to a two high safety look, and they've been playing press man coverage. So, beginning part of the season, they only threw two high, uh, two safeties at, um, at the Dol- at the Dolphins roughly. 45% of the time. Huh. In the past two weeks, they've been doing it about 65. So significantly more. Significantly more. And they've been doing, and they've been doing press man coverage on third downs. Okay. Which has, which has definitely made a difference. I mean, I mean, QBR wise, the last two weeks, Tua has ranked 26th in QBR. That's a that's a tough look. Yeah, I mean he was top he was top ten through the first through the first eleven weeks of the season, and now since then he's fallen to twenty sixth, um, or at least the last two weeks he's been at twenty sixth. I don't know where he ranks currently on the year, but um, you know when you have such a drop off like that, you know it makes it tough for you to win football games. Um, to circle back around to my main point, this is a game that I think is going to end up being a stinker. Seven inches of snow. It's going to be cold. Neither offense can really play the ball. Can really play too well right now. Um, neither offense can really run the ball either. Yeah, neither offense can run the ball, and they're going to have to try and pass it. Yeah. I, I mean, Josh Allen. Josh Allen played in Wyoming. He plays in Buffalo. He's he's thrown in the snow before. I'm sure Tua has to an extent, but Hawaii, Alabama, Miami. Yeah, you gotta have a strong, a strong arm to whip it in the cold, windy which he snow. does. Which, to, which Tua definitely does. He has, it's it, it's not as strong as Josh Allen's. 
But you know, Tua has a, a very deceptively strong arm. He's more he's more so of an accurate passer than a strong than a than a deep passer. But you know, he do, he does have I don't know I don't know how good that arm's going to be in in playing in snow, but um you know, this I it's going to be an interesting game to see, but I think it's going to be an ugly game. I could see this one being an ugly game. I agree. Um, so I gave you a little bit about my uh my money line and spread from last week. What was yours like last week? How'd you do last week? So I did take the Dolphins to um to win straight up um over the um over the Chargers. That didn't hit, but I did have the Jets plus ten against the Bills. Yeah, that hit. So I got so I was I was good I was good as far as that goes. Um, you know they lost by eight. Mike White, that was a hell of a performance by Mike White. It really was. That guy, he was he's Mike White has has since been ruled out for his game for this weekend, and uh, they're going with Zach Wilson again. But I mean. He stood in there. He took some hits. He showed a lot of heart standing in there for that for that Jets. <laughs> he got cracked. Yeah. Um. As far as this week goes, um. <sighs> oh heavens! Tyler just I'm I'm I'm, t- I'm texting Tyler. See Tyler's making an appearance live on the Poppy Norman Sports Lab. Shout out Tyler. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. I'm texting him about the Ravens game, and uh, I told him I think the I I think the defense is gonna show show up big this time, this week. And he's he texted me he said I hope Calais Campbell lands on Deshaun Watson's like a snaps it in half to Thajman Style. Oh heavens, <laughs> that's terrible! Wow, <laughs> that's terrible, Tyler. That's funny, but that's terrible. <laughs> it is funny. That is funny. <laughs> also, it's terrible. You shouldn't wish that on anyone, but that is funny. Um. To to give you an insight of how I'm looking this week, um, going to the game tomorrow. I'm taking the Ravens money line. Okay. Three points. I I I spread. I, no 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 straight. Okay, you said three points. You I'm, threw me off. I'm aware. Okay. They're they're a three point three point dog. So right now the Ravens are plus one thirty two to win. Yeah. I think I think that's cake. Um. Yeah. The Browns' offense has looked really bad the last few weeks. Deshaun Watson's really not back yet. He's starting to pick. I think he's done three picks so far. He's been back. He's a two at Houston. He threw one in. Um, he threw one last week against the Bengals. I think that'll continue because the Texans' defense is abysmal. Yeah, they're not very good. They're they're terrible, and the Bengals' offense. He just said, "Not gonna quarterback, not gonna start a quarterback two weeks in a row." <laughs> oh, good heavens! Um, and you know the Bengals defense—they're not very great either. You mean their de- their defense not very good? I said offense. I I quite honestly don't remember what you said, but their defense not very good. They yeah. don't turn the ball over too often. And yeah, they, they don't they don't force a lot of turnovers. I mean, which with having uh, what's his name Trey Hendrickson, yeah. On the outside, they, I mean, they can get after the quarterback really well, but he has not played a defense to this caliber yet. That's facts. I mean, we made we we've we've made some good quarterbacks look stupid this year. That's factual. I think we're gonna make him look stupid this tomorrow. Okay, I'm curious as what your what your spread is. Um, this one, uh, it's it's gonna seem high. 
Taking the Eagles, Eagles minus nine. Okay. The Eagles are the first team, or the four, not the first team, but the fourth team since 1970 to beat a team with a winning record by 25 or more back-to-back weeks. Wow. There's a stat for you. That is a stat. I did my. I came correct this week. You did come correct this week. Can I give you a Philly stat as well? Did my homework. I'm taking. I'm taking them minus nine versus the Bears. <clears throat> I love that. Yes, I would. Lo- I would love to hear a stat about uh, a stat about Philly, and then I kind of want to talk about Philly for a minute. Okay. So Philadelphia, on offense, is averaging five point nine yards a play. Rushing, they're averaging four point nine yards a play, and passing, they're averaging eight point one yards a play. So, like I said, Philly is averaging four point nine yards a play. Did you know they're averaging more yards per rush than their opponent's average per play? Philly averages 4.9 yards a rush, whereas opponents average 4.8 yards. That's crazy. Now, they're giving up 4.7 yards per rush and 5.3 yards per pass, but they're still averaging 4.9 yards a rush. They're .4 yards short then the other team passes the ball. But total offense, Philadelphia runs the ball better than uh, the teams that they have played have overall played offense. That's crazy. Isn't that a fun fact for you? That is a wild fact. I mean, that, uh, before, before we keep going a little bit, let me hear your picks this week. My picks this week. Ravens money line as well. Okay. Plus 132. That, seem, that seems... That just seems too easy to take. I made I, I made I made all the points for you already. Made yeah. all the points for me. Yeah, this one might come in as a bit of a shock. So I got a home underdog here. Can I guess who it is? You could try. I'm all for it. It ain't the Texans. It's not. It's not the <laughs> Texans. You are correct. Um. So home dogs this week. Let me see. Let me run them down. Home underdogs include the Bucks. I don't think it's the Bucks. It ain't the Bears. It ain't the Texans. I think your most likely two candidates here are either going to be the Jets or the Jaguars. I'm going to take the Jags. It is the Jags. Ah, man. Because, you know, it's funny. I was, I was going to pick the Jags spread as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jags plus four and a half at minus 110. This is, I dude. I think this is a game the Jaguars steal. Uh, Cowboys are going to be missing their right tackle. Left tackle's already a little sus. This seems like one of those games where Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen might light up Dak Prescott. And you know, this Dallas team struggled last week against Houston. They, they kind of struggled last week against Houston. You know, I mean, Houston, Houston is Houston is not. Good. Houston is far and away the worst team in the NFL, and it's not close. It's not close. As as bad as Denver has looked this year, there's this defense is the only reason that's keeping them from being the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, Denver still has a top defense in the league. Yeah, but but Houston stats wise, on the whole, they're they've just been yeah they're terrible. They are terrible. They've been outscored by over a hundred points. They're one eleven and one. Which, if we're just being honest, they've overachieved. Yeah, they have legitimately overachieved in our in in our eyes, based on our um, based on what we predicted in, in the beginning part of the season. They've overachieved by two games. Yeah, 
Yeah. Do you also know there's only three teams in the NFL that are undefeated in their division games? The Ravens, let me guess them, in their division games. Division games are undefeated. The Ravens, the Eagles, no, not the Eagles. Nope, they lost the Commanders. They did. The Ravens, Jaguars. Nope. They're two and two. Are they? Damn. Is the Vikings? No. They lost the Lions. Yep, they lost the Lions. Fuck. It's the Chiefs. It is the Chiefs. What? They're four and oh. I'm never gonna get the last one. This has gotta be like some off the wall team. Forty Niners. That wasn't, that wasn't too bad. Five and zero. Oh. They just lost. The, they just lost to the NFC West. They did. Yeah, they got a little Z next to their name. Z yeah. or or Y? Z. They've clinched the division. I thought Z was the first round by. No. Huh. No. Because X is a. It used to be X is a birth. Yep. X is a birth. Y is the division winner. Z is first round by. I have it right. They got a little Z next to their name here, and it says clinched division. Huh. Uh, that's what ESPN's got for me. All right, so you said you want to talk about the Eagles. Let's talk about the Eagles. You know, this this kind of um this kind of spans from an interview that Michael Parsons did earlier in the week. You know, I wanted to talk about this, and I forgot to put it on the list. So I'm me too. So, I'm so thankful you brought this up. Yeah, so so My- Michael Parsons, the the star defensive player for the Dallas Cowboys. Cowgirls. Okay. Like, people people hype up Tra- Trayvon Diggs all the time. I think Trayvon Diggs is the most overrated corner in the NFL. I think Trayvon Diggs is a lot like... He's, just, he's a young, lankier Marcus Peters. He's very aggressive. He's going to get you a lot of interceptions if what he does pays off correctly. But sometimes, he's going to get burnt. And I, th- I think majority of the time, he is burnt toast. Trayvon Diggs gets burnt a lot. Marcus Peters has since simmered down a little bit. He doesn't yeah. quite get as, as aggressive. Well, you know, you, you know, it also helps for Marcus Peters. He also So now Marcus Peters also uses safety help over the top. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs doesn't. That's, tr- that's fair. He thinks he can just take a wide receiver one-on-one and, and win every time. But, that, but it's, it hasn't always panned out to be the case. Anyway, so Micah Parsons was on an interview with... Von Miller. Von Miller. And he brought up the fact that... Of course, J- Jalen Hurts, the quarterback of the Eagles, is having such an amazing season. He was my preseason pick for MVP. Shout out to me, by the way. And I think he is going to be the NFL MVP. It's still a three-man race. I, it's, I think it's starting to become a two-man race between Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. But Joe Burrow is still lingering in there. He is. Um, but I think ultimately Jalen Hurts is going to take the cake. Okay. Uh, that that's just that's just me personally. Um, he gone. He gone. Oh. oh no! Oh, that seemed very aggressive for no reason. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My man, my man, the safety just popped up out of nowhere. But no, we're we're not going to talk about the fact that the running back literally dove at, at the head, safety head first right at him. Let me see this again. Like he's going for the leg tackle, and he's like, "Bitch." Like, that was so aggressive for no reason. Could you imagine that the safety hit him in the back perfectly, that he did a front flip, landed on his feet, and went to the end zone? Uh, I could see that. I could see an alternate universe where that happens. I could see it, too. Yeah. Anyway, so to continue, so Micah Parsons said that um, 
he kind of questioned for the Eagles, is it really Jalen Hurts who's doing so well? Or is it the team that's doing so well that's making Jalen Hurts look good? I don't think he was really trying to discredit what Jalen Hurts is doing, but you know, I think his I think his whole his whole thing is, you know, the Eagles are a very talented and stacked team. I think you could legitimately I, I think he could he was inferring that you could you could put he dropped the touchdown. Did he? That's tragic. You could legitimate his his whole argument was you could put any quarterback on that team and I still think they're gonna be top of the top of the food chain, especially in the division at least. Um, I don't know about maybe top team in the NFC, but you know, you put any other quarterback on that team, I still think they're a pretty damn good team. So my question is, what were your thoughts on Michael Parsons' comments? Because Von Miller kind of shot that down. He's like, no, Jalen Hurts is that guy. My thoughts are <clears throat> that Michael Parsons is a little jealous that Jalen Hurts is playing better than his quarterback. See, that's that's kind of what I took it as. Because he's like, is it is it Jalen Hurts or is it the team? You know, the offensive line's playing very well. They got it, they got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. The defense is playing well. Miles Sanders runs the ball well. Is it really Jalen or is it the team? Could you not say that about uh, anybody? Um, do we want to talk about how Dak Prescott wins one out of every three games when he throws the ball more than 35 times in a game? That's a stat. That's a stat. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. Came correct this episode. Hey, look at us. Who'd have thought? <laughs> not me. <laughs> Shout out, Paul Rudd. Um, could you not say that about every... Every team in in every uh, every game and every quarterback. Um, excuse me, this Taco Bell's got me burpy over here. Um, excuse me. Um, could you not say the same thing about Lamar Jackson when he won MVP? Could you not say the same thing um, about Aaron Rodgers the last two seasons when he won MVP? What about four years ago when Patrick Mahomes won MVP? He had Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I I do agree with you. Um, like I've, I I've said it before. I think I said it last week. Um, I, I I am potentially interviewing for a football coaching position. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to preach is everybody's job is easier when everybody does their job. Jalen Hurts' job is easier when the offensive line does their job. Jalen Hurts' job is easier when Devontae Smith and AJ Brown do their job. Jalen Hurts' job is easier when the defense. Does their job. Jalen Hurts' job is easier when Miles Sanders does their job. Miles Sanders' job is easier when Jalen Hurts does his job. So on and so forth, every way around the circle. Everybody's job is easier when everybody does their job. Look, Micah, just because Dak Prescott cannot consistently do his job, and just because you're the only one on your defense that can consistently do their job, does not mean that other players are not valuable because they can do their job. Right. Like, it's not Jalen Hurts' fault that Howie Roseman has fleeced the NFL Mm -hmm. into getting Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Well, they had Miles Sanders the whole time. Well, I'm saying, like, he brought him in. You know what I mean? It's it's not Jalen Hurts' fault that Philly took a shot on him in a second-round pick and eventually moved off of Carson Wentz for him and went through a little bit of growing pains for it. Yeah. I mean, last year wasn't great for him. They made the playoffs a little bit, you know, a learning experience. Now look at them. They're the number one team in the, in the country. 
in the, in the NFL. Yeah. Best football team on in the United States. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not it's not Jalen Hurts' fault. No. You could say that about anybody. It sounds like somebody that's a little jealous. Then he goes on to say, I'm not here to make enemies, but I'm just such a fan of the game, and I understand the game so well that when I see something, I ha- like I have to say something about it. Micah, you don't. You don't have to say anything about it. No. You sound jealous. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, so I, I, think he does, I think he does sound jealous about the whole thing because, of course, you know, Dak Prescott is supposed to be this great quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be this amazing talent, you know. He's he's supposed to be the guy who's going to lead the Cowboys to another Super Bowl, which I don't think they'll ever win a fucking Super Bowl. That, no, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Um, but you know, Dak Prescott, I you know personally, I think he's an average quarterback in the NFL. I agree. I mean, he he's he's not playing very good this season. You know, we're not here to talk about Dak Prescott, but um. You know, I mean, I, I, so, I mean, I, I do give that, I do give Michael Parsons credit for what he is saying. As a whole, Philly is firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. from top to bottom. They're playing so well right now. So, I mean, I do give him credit for what he is saying. He's not saying like something completely off base. I will say that, but you got to give credit where credit is due. So, see. When Dak Prescott throws 35 or more times, the Cowboys are 16 and 22. <clears throat> that means he throws. Let's see here. He's thrown for. Was it 64% completion? 310 yards a game. Um, and then let's see here. Touchdowns and interceptions. Okay. 71 touchdowns and 31 interceptions when he throws 35 or more times in a game. 71 touchdowns to 35 interceptions? 31 interceptions. So his touchdown to interception ratio is over two. Yeah. But yet they still lose games. But they still lose games. Yep. Now, granted, you know, I mean, I mean, that stat can can be misleading because you know how many times in those games are they being blown out? Sure. How much of that is falling back on the defense? But ultimately, you know, that just kind of goes to. I mean, at at this point now, whatever stats you can come up with, players who've who has who have the longevity, such as Dak Prescott, they're not anomalies. Not anomalies. You know, it's not it's not something where you look at it, you think to yourself, that'll change. You know that Lamar Lamar's one in three in the playoffs. That'll change. That'll change. Yeah, that's that's that, that's not one in three. Yes, one in three. Yes. Um, that that'll change. Of course, of course, Lamar Jackson will win more playoff games in his NFL career. That's not that's not a question. But you know, with somebody like Dak Prescott, you know, you lose more games than you win whenever you throw more in the game. You're not the reason. It, that just goes to show you're not the reason why they win games. Yeah. You're just not. The the Cowboys need to run the ball with Tony Pollard as their featured back, and Ezekiel Elliott as the two. Tony Pollard has the pop. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He ha- he has the speed. You know, you, ha- you have to go with the guy who, especially now at this point in the season, you have to go with the guy who has the hot hand. Yeah, Tony Pollard has the hot hand. Yeah, um, you know, kind of just to take a look at, it, um, jo- uh, 
Jalen Hurts' stats on the year so far. He's done for 3,100 yards, 22 touchdowns to three interceptions. Oh, yeah, he's taking care of the football. Yeah, he's doing a really good job of taking care of the football, and he's moving the ball downfield. 3,100 yards at this point in the season, that's not a slouch. He'll hit four. He'll hit 4,000. That's not a question. Yeah, I agree. Right now, he's averaging about 242 yards a game. I don't know. So 242 times two, that puts you at about 1,000. Almost 1,000. Roughly. Yeah. You'll come up uh, 32 yards short of 1,000. But he's got more than two games left to play. 32 short of 1,000. 242. 242 times two is not. You said times two. That's why I was confused. I didn't mean to. Times four. <laughs> yeah, my apologies. But then, you know, th- this, is, this is where I really think he's separating himself as the MVP. It's where it's his stats running the ball. He's ran, it, he's ran it 139 times for 686 yards, five yards a carry, but 10 touchdowns. Yeah. So right now, he's a, he's, he is credited for 32 touchdowns for his team. He also leads the league in passer rating. I mean, if you like, the only other player that you can make a legitimate argue for, argument for right now is Patrick Mahomes. I agree. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not ignorant to the fact that Patrick Mahomes is right there also. But you know, if you look at Patrick Mahomes, what he's done on the season: forty-one hundred yards, which is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy at this point. He's thrown thirty-three touchdowns to eleven interceptions. This this was a stat that I did find pretty alarming. Um, not alarming in a bad way. I just didn't realize it was as high as it is. Patrick Mahomes has been sacked only 21 times this year. That's really freaking good. Jalen Hurts has been sacked 34. That's a little surprising. That is a little surprising. But then again, how many times has he been attempting to run and gets caught before he, get, before he goes? That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at that too. That's for sure. And then Patrick Mahomes is also... Um, Ran for 280 and two touchdowns. So right now he has he's he's credited with 35 touchdowns as opposed to Jalen Hurts' 30. What did I say 32? Yes. I mean it's good. It's going to be a very close race for who wins MVP. Ultimately, I think it will be Jalen Hurts just because his team is more successful. Yeah, I'd agree. Yes, football is a team sport. The MVP is an individual accolade, but you do have to look at how good your team has been throughout the season and what you've done for your team. Yeah, I've always said, I've always thought to myself that uh, Jalen Hurts at Alabama, he kind of got written off when he got hurt in uh, in the championship game there and then Tua came back in to win the game. He kind of got, he kind of got wrote off in that, in that game. And uh, I said at Alabama, he learned work ethic and he, he learned, um, he learned drive. Like that's what, but when he went to Oklahoma, that's where he learned to play quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you had Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean, I mean going to Oklahoma, you know, it it just op- it opened things up for him. You know, he had, you know, he was trusted by Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Lincoln Riley had a lot of trust. Lincoln Riley chose him over Spencer Rattler, who was the number 1 quarterback prospect in the country. Yeah. Lincoln Riley chose him to run the offense. Yeah. Um you know, going going to Oklahoma, it, pro- it proved to be a really, really good option for him. It was better than the option, other option that he had on the table. Do you remember who remember who he visited before he went to Oklahoma? 
I do not. Maryland. Really? He was about to take Tua's brother's job. He's like, fine. This was this was before Talia uh, transferred. Okay. Uh, this is right when Mike Loxley got there. Okay. And of course, Mike Lo- Mike Loxley was the uh, QB coach at Alabama at the time. Seemed like a match made in heaven. I was really pulling for Jalen Hurts to go to Maryland. All ultimately went to OU. Um and. Could have won a Heisman, should have won a Heisman. Yeah, he was. He finished second. Who did he lose to? Was that 2018? No, it was... 17? No, it was after that. It was like, he was 2019. Or 2020. Oh, good point. 19. 2020 was his rookie season. Last year was his first year as a starter. This is 2022 season. 19. <laughs> Who was it? Was that Mac Jones? Mac Jones didn't want Heisman. Or I guess it was Devontae Smith then. Because last year was Bryce Young. It was Devontae Smith. Oh, it was Joe Burrow. In 2020? 2019. Oh. Maybe it was 2020 then. Maybe No, it was Joe Burrow. You're right. Here are the official... 19, yeah. Official, official, vote, official vote counts. Damn. This is... Holy shit. This is a loaded class. Uh, 10 was Tua. He only got 24 votes. They were all from the state of Alabama, too. <laughs> Travis Etienne got 25. Chuba Hubbard got 68. Wow. Trevor Lawrence got 88. J.K. Dobbins got 114. Shout out, Dottie. This, this, this is crazy. Get ready, get ready to notice a trend here. J.K. Dobbins was 6 and 114. Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor at 189. Okay. Chase Young had 643. Justin Fields had 747. Oh, my gosh. Three Ohio State players had over 100 votes from the Heisman. That's insane. That was a good Ohio State team. That was a very good Ohio State team. Uh, Jalen Hurts was second with 762 votes. And then um, Joe Burrow had 2,600. Rightfully so. He, he, he won on the landslide. It wasn't close. He deserved it too. That was they, yeah. he deserved that Heisman. I mean, just heading into that, he had forty eight touchdown passes. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow. That that was the best college football team I've ever seen play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was Joe Burrow, then Devontae Smith in twenty twenty twenty. Correct. Then Bryce Young in twenty twenty one. This year was Caleb Williams. Correct. Yes. Gotcha. Reeled it back in. We good now. We got it now. We just had to put the timetable together. Yeah. All right. There we go. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimate, ultimately, to get back, get back to what we were actually talking about, um, I think Micah Parsons is just way off base here. I really do. Yeah, sounds sounds like a little jealous. I I would agree. Yeah, he he de- he definitely does sound jealous that he, he de- that he has to play Jalen Hurts instead of getting to play with Jalen Hurts. Also, why does he why does he want to poke the bear here? They have to play the Eagles in a couple of weeks. Right. I know. Why would you poke the bear? We just talked about how the Eagles run the ball more effectively than offenses move the ball against them as a total. Why are you going to keep pissing them off? Yeah. I watched Jalen Hurts run for 150 yards in the first half of a football game earlier this season. Granted, it was not against them. That is a defensive tackle at tight end. It looks like Pat Ricard out there. That does look like Pat Ricard. I see this route. I see this route. 
That is a That's leaf. a thick boy. That is a thick boy, right? Dude, look at him. Lord, he's huge. He looks like an offensive tackle. He does, man. He's... Oscar something. I couldn't catch his last name in time. He is a big boy. That is actually a good game. Yeah, it is a good game. That dude's built like a storm shelter. <laughs> he is, man. Um, anyway, Micah Parsons, just let the just let the talk happen on the field. Stop poking the bear. There's the whole conversation about Michael Parsons or Joey Bosa for Defensive Player of the Year. I think people are starting to make a case for Joey Bosa over Michael Parsons. Now you got the Eagles being better than the Cowboys. I think I think Michael Parsons is just kind of spiraling right now. He's. Little, I he's think little... I I think that the case for jo- for it's Nick Bosa, not Nick jo- Bosa, not Joey, yeah, the potato potato. The the case for Nick Bosa is growing more and more by the week. Um. You know, I mean, it's so the NFL is so driven on how well you can get after the passer, and right now nobody's doing it better than Nick Bosa. Uh, there's not many teams playing better football than the 49ers right now. That is very true. There's not a lot of teams playing better than the 49ers. You know what? I will say this: this is a hell of a way to shift right into our next uh, our our next topic of conversation. Because right now, the 49ers are on a seven game win streak. Yeah, they're balling. They're balling out. We just told you they clinched up the division. Clint, for, the Eagles haven't even clinched their division yet, and the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. They've record. lost one game. They've lost one game, and the 49ers have clinched their division before them. Granted, they're 10-4, and four, and the next closest is 7-7 seven and seven Seattle. Very true. And now you have the Kyler Murray, less Arizona Cardinals, because he tore his ACL. And the Baker Mayfield led. And the Baker Mayfield led Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Um... The NFC is a shit show. NFC is a shit show. You know, I so I mean, all, they're playing very, very good football, top to bottom. They lost Debo Samuel, so that's kind of that, that hurts. But ultimately, the injury. The, luckily, the injury wasn't as bad as what they thought. It could have been much worse. It could have been much worse. It's only a high ankle. They're saying he's going to be out four to six weeks. Oh, he dropped that ball too. That's game. Going to be out four to six weeks, and um. They're saying they're saying he could be back by the start of playoffs, which starts in five weeks. Around this time, three weeks ago, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt to what was thought to be a season-ending injury. I think it ultimately will be now, and people thought they were dead in the water. But I'm telling you, Brock Purdy is a dog, bro. Brock Purdy. I don't know how much of it is Kyle Shanahan helping, like, kind of hide the fact that he's a rookie. I don't know how much of it of having Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle as your offensive weapons, and also having the best left tackle in football in Trent Williams. I don't know how much of that is helping. Um, or if it's just the fact that, dude, Brock Purdy... Do you, do you know he turned down an offer to go play at Alabama? Yes. To go uh, be a four-year starter? At Iowa State. At Iowa State? Yeah. So how much of it is that? You know, like, the dude was a four-year starter and has the game reps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ju- I mean just through, and this is just, it, it, it's been a very small sample size for Brock Purdy. I will say that. But, you know, if you, if you look at what he's done on the season, he's... He's completing 67% of his passes, 678 yards, six touchdowns to two picks. You factor in what he's doing on the ground as well. Where's he at? Where's he at? Uh, he's carried the ball 
uh, three times for 15 yards and a touchdown. Has he scored a touchdown? Yeah, he yeah he ran one in last week against the Bucks. Hear me out here. Is there any chance that Brock Purdy wins Offensive Rookie of the Year? Oh, wow. Is, I didn't even consider that. Is there any chance? What are the odds? <laughs> I don't know. So what? They're 10-4. and four, so They played 14 games. They got three more to go. Do you think that's a big enough sample size for him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Six over, games. Over the likes of like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker. It depends, man. I mean, right now he's playing really, really well. He's only averaging 113 yards a game. But he's only started for two games. Let's see. Season awards. You may not be able to bet on it yet because it's in the middle of the week. Coach of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Is it worth betting on? He's fifth at plus 1,400. Holy shit. Brock Purdy. You know, I, I will I will say this about Brock Purdy. Out of out of all the rookie quarterbacks this year, you know he's thrown the most touchdown passes? That doesn't shock me one bit. He's thrown more touchdown passes than Bailey Zappi and Kenny Pickett. Well, Bailey Zappi is a backup quarterback uh that got lucky enough to start a few games. True. Um and then Kenny Pickett is not good. No. I it, it He's not him. Not right now. He is not him. He, but he could turn into something, but right now I'm not seeing a lot. Brock Purdy is him, though. Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick in the NFL draft. Dude's out here. Dude's out here balling. And you know what? The, the crazy part, like the 49ers are like rallying around him. I know. Like, like everybody in that locker room, coaching staff, players, everybody, everybody believes in Brock Purdy. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo went down and was like, damn, okay, 49ers are like, they got a damn good team, but like, they, like, without Brock Purdy or without Jimmy Garoppolo, like, they're, like, they're dead in the water. Like, they don't have a shot in the playoffs. They're not going to be a Super Bowl favorite, blah, 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 whatever. Now Brock Purdy's got them playing. It's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Did we, did we get a little overzealous here? Right. Do we, do we stumble into something? Are we, are we in good shape now? Dude, they are in good shape. Brock, like, I, I kind of alluded to it last week. And you kind of like shot me down, but like this is not this is like this is legit now. Brock Purdy's better than Baker Mayfield. I don't know if we talked about Brock Purdy being better. I know I that did. We... I brought it up jokingly, and you kind of and you kind of brushed me off. I brushed it off too. But he's he's better than Baker Mayfield. I tell you what, though, this creates a little controversy for the 49ers. They're definitely moving off Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. So now it's the Trey Lance and Brock Purdy show, but. Who gets the show? You know, I agree with you. Um, like, it, Brock Purdy's winning football games, and the team loves him. Like, they're, they're playing for him because they know they got a guy playing for them. You got Trey Lance, who's been on the team for two seasons, hasn't stayed healthy. Granted, I mean, he broke his leg. There's not much you can do about that really, one. Really he is not, it's not, it's not on Trey Lance. Right. Um, but... I mean, I know they moved up for Trey Lance. Then they gave up a lot of draft capital to get Trey Lance. But now, now you got Mr. Irrelevant over here hooping. I mean, he's balling. They're going to run into a little bit of a, of, of a trouble on who do they go with. 
like I said, Jimmy Grapple is gone at this point. Like you, you can take the, you can take the safety net down with him. He's yeah. go, he's gone. Yeah, it, it's it's the Trey Lance and Brock Purdy show over there. Who do you rock with? Let's let's say Brock Purdy get he's guaranteed to get him to get him to the playoffs. They're gonna host a playoff game. Yeah, bare minimum. Uh, they'll probably end up. Um, they'll probably end up as the three seed. The way it sets now, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're gonna host the six seed. Which currently is the Washington Commanders. Uh huh. That's gonna be a pretty good game. I this think is, this is my chance to see if I can stand up on that work. <laughs> this is gonna be huge for the program. Um, Washington Commanders going into San Francisco. Uh, I think that ends up being a pretty decent uh, defensive battle. But uh, I think San Francisco wins that game. I'm gonna say it. I think San Francisco beats that beats the the Commanders. Um. So let's say. Brock Purdy comes into the season, picks up where Jimmy Garoppolo left off, gets him to the playoff, and gets a playoff win. It's on ESPN. Interesting. What? Did you not put it on NFL Network? No. Oh, okay. Figure I'll turn on some college basketball. Interesting. Um, Bethune, Cook, and College, Infinite Word. Okay. Brock Purdy wins you a, a playoff game. Who are you rocking with? Who do you go with next season? The 49ers are not going to let somebody sit on the bench they traded up so high to get. But you just had a guy that rocked out in the regular season and won you a playoff game. But, you know, look at how dirty the Jaguars did Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles won you two and a division title. Yeah. And he started the whole year, and they still got rid of his ass. Just goes to show you you're not safe. My personal opinion... I know you're high on Trey Lance. The 49ers will not have to worry about this come next season. You don't think so? I think, the, I think somebody will say, give me this kid now. Brock Purdy? I think somebody will trade for Brock Purdy in the offseason. And overpay for him. <sighs> Potentially. Depends on how many playoff games they win. The shitty thing, the shitty thing is, is, that, is that this team is legitimately good enough to win the Super Bowl. All right, let's, let's take a look at the, the NFC playoff standings right now. Philly at one. They got the bye. Minnesota at two. They would host the Giants. San Francisco at three would host the Washington Commanders. And then at four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Dallas Cowboys. Right. So let's take those matchups. Minnesota at the Giants. Who wins? Or, or Giants at Minnesota. I'm sorry. Fuck yeah, I get it. Do you? Oh, that's big for the program. Great success. Great success. Um, Giants at Minnesota. Who you got? Who's winning? Minnesota. Minnesota. Perfect. Commanders at San Francisco. Who's who's winning? Commanders. Well, no, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, that fucks the whole program. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, ask me again. Commanders at the 49ers. Commanders. I'm joking. <laughs> the 49ers The 49ers win. Beat your ass. For, the 49ers win. Dallas at Tampa Bay. Who wins? That's closer than people think. Dallas. But it's closer than people think. Yeah, it's not a blowout. No. Okay. So by those likes, Dallas would go into Philly and Sam Fran would go into Minnesota. Let's start with Philly hosting Dallas. 
Philly would wax that ass. Okay. Philly wins. Yeah. San Fran going into Minnesota. San, Fr- San Francisco is a more complete team at this point now. They're, 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 playing, they're playing better than Minnesota is. Right now, Minnesota's having a lot of trouble trying to run the ball, especially with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And running the ball is so important in the postseason. San Francisco can run the ball. They, they can. Okay. And, yeah, so I think ultimately San Francisco. So, we got the San Francisco 49ers, led by rookie Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, going into Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. There is not going to be an atmosphere like that one. I know that he just did play in Seattle. Uh, Seattle is one of the loud ones, but this is a hot Philadelphia Eagles team hosting the NFC Championship. There is not going to be a more hostile environment that Brock Purdy will ever play in in his entire life. San Francisco and Philly. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> you know, I, I kind of just, I kind of, I, I alluded to it. You know, running the ball is really what helps you reach a Super Bowl. Yes. Unless, unless you have just some out of this fucking world performance from your quarterback, <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> Seriously, unless, unless you have just an out of this world performance from another player outside of your, that's not running the ball then, you know, for the most part, if you can't run the ball, you're not having a lot of success in, in the playoffs. That's just how it goes. Got to have it. You, you, you have to. It's so, it's so important. Um, Philly and San Francisco both run the ball well. Both run the ball well. Both, let's, let's also... Both run the ball very, very well. Let's remember, Debo's going to be back in this game, too. By this time, Debo right, should be healthy. Right, right. Um... You also need to play defense really well in order to win in order to win football games. Both teams do that very well. One need- better than the other, but both they both play very well. Yeah, they they both play defense really really well. You also need to get turnovers. You need to rush the passer. Both do something. Both do that very very well in varying in varying ways. One better than the other. One better than the other. Both ways. Both ways. You also need a very good offensive line. Both have a good offensive line. Yeah. This is, this is, I think this is, the, this is the matchup of the best two teams in the NFC. I would agree. Ultimately, it comes down to what can your quarterback do? Because ultimately, if you're so, if you're, I won't sugarcoat it. Running the ball-wise, the 49ers have the edge. I think, as a whole, with having... Cause who's their RB two right now? Isn't it David Pier- Davis Price? Who for the Niners? Uh, who's their RB two? It's I think it's Davis Price. I don't even know. Well, I have the depth chart right, right right in front of me. Jordan Mason. Uh, it is Davis Price. He's he's he was hurt. So right now, Davis. So between Christian McCaffrey and uh, Miles Sanders, who who you have the edge to? Chris McCaffrey. That's not tough. That that's not that's not really a tough a tough thing to think about. It, it's Chris McCaffrey. Yeah. Offensive line wise, you know, yes, they have Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey. This the middle of that line is kind of the weakness for the 49ers. I mean, if when you look at the Eagles offensive line, top to bottom, I think it's the Eagles have the best offensive line in football. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I give the advantage to the Eagles on that one. I would give the advantage to the Eagles. And then if you look at defenses, I think it's a wash. Both very good defenses. Both very, very good defenses. Ultimately, it comes down to what can your quarterback do with the playmakers he has? So you're telling me this comes down to Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy? Ultimately. Okay. Jalen Hurts would Jalen Hurts would make more plays. I agree. He would. He has he has the 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 better weapons to throw to. Yeah, you can make a case for the 49ers though. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, George Kittle, and throwing to Christian McCaffrey. With Miles Sanders, AJ Brown. Devonta Smith, I don't know who their tight end is, because Goddard's hurt. Yeah, imagine if they still had him. Right. I'm drawing a blank on who their backup tight end is right I'm now. I'm pulling it up now. Jack Stoll. They also have Quez Watkins. Yeah. I think the playmakers of the Eagles are better. I agree. But I think, you know, Jalen Hurts is just going to be able to do more. Jalen Hurts also has playoff experience. I mean, he, he played does. against he played against Tom Brady in uh, Tampa Bay last season, and uh, I'll, I'll call it what it is. He looked like shit in the first half of that game, and they tried to make it a game later in the game, but it wasn't It wasn't a game at that point. Yeah. I just said the word game a lot. Um, game, 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 game. Um, but he's got the experience. AJ Brown has playoff experience as well. Um, I and once again, that just going into a fill a hot Philadelphia team, that's going to be the most hostile environment that he's ever played in. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it would be cl- it, it would be a good game, but ultimately, I think I think just with the offensive firepower that Philly has, I think I think it'll be too much. Yeah. Especially with what Jalen Hurts can do. I mean, A.J. Brown is... He's taken his game to another, another level this year. He has. Yeah, 100%. Like, he, like the A.J. Brown that we're seeing now is so much better than the A.J. Brown we saw in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown was very good in Tennessee, but he was like... It was a lot of yards after contact for him. Right. He's not taking all that contact anymore, which is why he's been able to stay healthier. Yeah. I mean, he got the shit kicked out of him in Tennessee. All the because t- they, they used him in in, in the, like this gadget role. Yeah, he got the shit kicked out. And of that's him. not what AJ Brown is. He like he's a he is a guy with burners who's also six three. Yeah, he can boogie. I can jump out the gym. He can boogie. That is for sure. We didn't even plan on doing this uh, playoff breakdown, but we just did that. MC, let's do the AFC too. Why not? All right, yeah, let's do it. All, All right. right. So as it sits right now, Buffalo is one, Kansas City is two, and they would host the New England Patriots. Baltimore Ravens are three, and they would host the Miami Dolphins. And the Tennessee Titans are four, and would host the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's start with two verse seven. New England going into Kansas City. That's not close. Kansas City. That's yeah. Would not would not be close. Right now, I think the Chargers end up being the team that gets in over New England. Um, I think the Chargers will be able to string together games better than New England does. 
Oh yeah, the AFC switches up a, a ton here. All I think the time. Yeah. The, well, the, the NFC, uh, the top three are pretty much locked in as being the top three. The only thing that I think could change is San Francisco actually passes Minnesota for the two spot. Yeah. I think, but those wild card spots are kind of they're kind of interchangeable. They're, to be yeah. honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Carolina Panthers come around and win that division. They could. They, I'm they, not they, they have it they out. have a realistic chance. They really do. That four seed is up for grabs due to the NFC South being pretty unders, undesirable this year. And don't look now, but another <laughs> team that could make the playoffs also, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, yeah, they could come back storming back for that seventh spot. Yeah. Anywho, stick with the AFC. Kansas City. It doesn't it doesn't matter who Kansas City plays. I think they're head and shoulders above New England, they're head and shoulders above the Chargers. I think the Jets would give them some problems just because the defense is so good. But ultimately, you know, Zach Wilson, Mike White, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, even if you put Joe Flacco in there, and you and I'm I'm you and I are both I I know I am. I can't I can't really speak on you, but um, you know I'm a I'm still a big Joe Flacco supporter regardless. I don't think he would stand a chance against this, against that Kansas City team. Uh, he would not. No. Uh, number three, Baltimore hosting number six, Miami Dolphins. Do not let the Ravens play Miami again. I swear we will destroy them. <laughs> we should have destroyed them the first time. The Ravens would rout this team. Yes. I, I, do, I do believe in that. I know that we blew it in the first, uh, you know, early in the season. Um I've blowing said, blowing a twenty one point lead in the I've fourth said quarter it so many times that is an anomaly. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use too. That that is an anomaly. That doesn't happen. If you give the Ravens another chance in Baltimore, cold weather in January. Yeah, with the way the defense is playing, it I I really don't think it'd be that close. We're much healthier now, so much healthier. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals going into number four, Tennessee. It pains me. It really does. We can't win this game. Like, I hate Tennessee. I hate Cincinnati. I hate them both. I can't. The only way I win this game is if they go into, like, triple overtime and just beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Um, That's the only time I win. It pains me to say, but, you know, I think uh, think Cincinnati would end up winning. You think so? Yeah, I mean... Right, right now they're. I mean, they're playing really, really well. I mean, I think Tennessee gets the best of them. Do you? Oh, Cincinnati's beaten them twice in a row now. Last year in the playoffs, earlier this season. I think Tennessee's gonna come out and punch them in the fucking mouth. I just have no faith in Ryan Tannehill. I don't have any faith in him either, but I will have faith in King Henry. He is a very strong individual. That's true. Uh, either way, either way, uh, whether it's four or five, one of those two are going in to play Buffalo as we have it now, and the Baltimore Ravens would go into Kansas City to play Kansas City. So let's start with, we'll call it five, Cincinnati beats them. Cincinnati going into Buffalo, who you got? Buffalo want to buy. Off a buy. Either way. This game could end up being... 55 to 50 based on the weather in Buffalo. Again, this hurts to say. Really? They can run the ball. They can run the ball. They can run the ball. The offensive line is the offensive line is better. They're playing better. They're playing better. 
Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. I don't want to say that, but I but, but, but you're I saying am. it. I, I am. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Baltimore Ravens going into Kansas City in a playoff atmosphere. This is the only team in the AFC that really scares me. I'm going to be honest with you. I know. But, you know, then again, you know, it should be the same way on the flip side because the Ravens' defense is built to beat a team like this. I agree. They don't, they don't have that field-tilting guy like they used to in Tyreek Hill. No, I mean, we've, we've always done a good job historically against Travis Kelsey. We've never, let, we've never let him just absolutely have his way with the defense. Travis Kelsey always gets one, though. He, do, he always yes, gets one. He does, and, and, and that's, that's not something that I can deny. But, you know, on, like, on, in the grand scheme of things, the Ravens have always done a very good job of taking that number one option and really holding it at bay. We've always done a good job, especially against the Chiefs. Kyle Hamilton versus, uh, against, going up against uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, I think he'd probably take him one. I he he'd probably be the primary guy in man coverage against Travis Kelsey. Because I think you you have to leave uh, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey on the outside. You do, yes. And he can't match up physicality wise, but speed and length will really play into his favor. Um, I think he's just as tall as Travis Kelsey, and I, and his his wingspan is so ridiculous he's lanky he like he's like kyle hamilton is just so lanky so i think he would have a good chance against travis kelsey obviously travis kelsey would still do what he does he's still gonna get his he's still gonna get his but yeah i think like kyle hamilton drawing a one drawing the one-on-one i think that would be not advantageous but we wouldn't get torched i think kyle hamilton would uh, they'd probably have him on, on some sort of off coverage with linebacker help underneath, and Kyle Hamilton just has to not give up the big ball. Yeah, don't give up the big ball. Play over top. You're going to have linebacker help underneath. Um, we slip you in and then underneath, have Marcus Williams play over top. Um, that would be the best, probably, way to, de- to defend Travis Kelsey if, if, it's, if it's the Ravens' okay, Ravens so- defense. If you're going with the logic that the Cincinnati Bengals run the ball better than the Buffalo Bills, so they win this game, defense and running the football wins wins playoff games. So you're going Baltimore over Kansas City. Ultimately, I would, simply because of the fact that there's nobody on the Chiefs' offense that I think to myself, "You okay there?" Just, just blowing off the sweat on my hands. Oh, um, from holding the mic. Ultimately, there's nobody on the Chiefs' offense where I look at them outside of Mahomes, and out and and I look at them and I say, "Don't let him have the ball." They they, they don't they don't scare me like they did last year. Yeah, that's Ty, true. Tyreek Hill is a genuine concern. Yes, I thought I I didn't I didn't think he would be I didn't think he would be very good when he went to Miami, but he's he's proven to me that he is. What kind of fucking graphic is that i have no idea whose team is that it's a makeshift graphic also a makeshift football team that's a dookie ass team man (laughs) pancakes uh anyway um tyree kill is if, if he was still on this team i'd be very very concerned but you know based based on my logic you know the ravens run the ball really well the defense is playing very very well as well and Lamar Jackson does he he has had issues with turnovers in the playoffs, but 
Lamar Jackson doesn't turn the ball over in the very often. Yeah, not not too often. And if the Ravens if the Ravens defense does what they have to do, I don't think that I mean Steve Spagnola always finds a way to get that Kansas City defense to start playing at their peak when they need to. Yeah. I just don't see it happening with this defense this year. It's something about them. I just don't think they have it this year. Okay, that's fine. So then you have an AFC North matchup in the AFC Championship with the Cincinnati Bengals coming into Baltimore. Who do you got? I have never been in a more electric atmosphere than I was when I went to the Ravens playoff game two years ago. I've never seen a. I've never seen a. I've never seen a city rally around a team so much the way that Baltimore rallied around that Ravens team. Okay. There is no way on God's green earth that the Cincinnati Bengals are coming to Baltimore and beating the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. There is no way in hell that that is happening. Okay. The Ravens would destroy the fucking Bengals. You think it's going to be like a uh, similar thing to like the Browns and the Steelers a couple years ago when the Browns were up like 28 nothing six minutes into the game? We would give Joe Burrow hell. We'd re-break his leg. That's a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay. To, to, to calm down. I'm, stick, I'm sticking with my points. The Ravens run the ball well. The the offensive line is built to play this deep into the postseason. Okay. The defense is meant for teams like this. High-powered offenses. We have the corners to match your receivers. We can stop your running game. We can blitz your quarterback. Everything you do, we can stop it better. I, I I'm I'm here for it. I I'm 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 trying to be objective and and not just a homer about it. I on the on the flip side of that, the Cincinnati Bengals will be playing in their second AFC Championship game in two years. This is a team that has, if 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 what we're saying comes true, sure. This is a team that is finding ways to win playoff games when it matters the most. Yeah, going on the road and beating Tennessee, going on the road and beating Buffalo. That's two years in a row. They're beating the number one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Again, if, if if this holds true, Joe Burrow just t- Joe Burrow just finds a way to win games. I think he's still he's always going to have offensive line problems. I don't think this team will ever be able to get that correct. Okay, they invested so much this offseason, and it's 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 starting to the tides are changing for the offensive line, but ultimately they're still not having their, the successes they, that they have. And Joe Burrow sometimes get way, gets way too aggressive with the football. But, you know, with having Jamar Chase, having T. Higgins, having Tyler Boyd, you know, that's always going to be something that's going to be a pain to cover. It really will. Like, the Ravens did it successfully in their first game of the season against them. But then again, T. Higgins also went out with an injury. He did. We shut down Jamar Chase. I think we let Tyler Boyd do his thing. Uh, it's fine. He can do his thing. I yeah. I like. I can. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with letting Tyler Boyd beat the Ravens. That that doesn't bother me. <coughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue to sound like a homer. The Ravens would beat the Bengals. Okay. 
So we get the Ravens and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Two very similar offenses. Two very similar offenses. Two very similar defenses. We would this would break the curse of a running quarterback not winning the Super Bowl. That is correct. Lock and key. It's got to happen. Lock and key. It would, it would it would definitely happen. Um, are you pulling your four hundred one k to go to this game? <laughs> I know this question caught you off guard because a we didn't even plan to talk about this. We really didn't. Uh, where's the Super Bowl this year? It's in Arizona, isn't it? It's Super Bowl 47. Couldn't tell you. It is in Arizona, so no, I'm not going to Arizona. It's going to be warm. I don't give a shit. It's going to be cold as shit here. I'd rather save money and go on a cruise. Because I don't want to, because genuinely, I don't want to go all the way to Arizona just to watch the Eagles win. You got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I'm sticking, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with my points. Offense, offensive to all, offense to offense, we couldn't keep up. Okay. Their defense. But the Ravens have the most dangerous weapon in the, in, in the fucking league with Lamar Jackson. Demarcus Robinson, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, that's what I worry about is the Ravens' pass game. Is, it, yep. it, it is going to come down to, at some point or another, Lamar Jackson's going to have to make the throws. Which I think he, Lamar Jackson can make can the do. throws. He, de- he definitely can. But can the receivers get open? That's, that's the big issue. Um, and I don't know. It, it is what it is. We've talked enough about the Ravens. It is what it is. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Also, ultimately, um, you and I, you and I had a very good feeling about the Eagles earlier this season. Yeah, we but we both picked them. We yeah, we 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 both picked them to win this division. I don't. We didn't expect them to be this good. I don't think anybody expected them to be this good. Of course, Philly fans are like, we're going to go undefeated. <laughs> good for you. You're close enough. <laughs> you almost had it. You almost did it. Um, ultimately, I think I think the Eagles would end up beating the Ravens. And had that. It'd it'd be a very good game. Probably one it, of the best Super Bowls we've ever seen. It would, yeah. Uh, it'd be a real good defensive match. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Lamar Lamar Jackson would literally have to put the team on his back. Roquan Smith might power bomb Miles Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he hates Miles Sanders. I don't know why he would do it. Maybe Boston Scott. What the hell did Boston Scott do to fucking Roquan Smith? I don't know. Roquan Smith just seems like he wants it. He wants a Super Bowl. He wants all the smoke. Someone's going to get it. He's going to body slam Boston Scott. He's going to body slam Boston Scott. All right. What is next for Tom Brady? There's rumors that he's going to come back. There's rumors that it will not be with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I have heard him returning to the New England Patriots. I've heard that too. I have heard him going to his former offensive coordinator, and heading out to Las Vegas for the Raiders. Because there are rumors that they're going to move off of Derek Carr. So, Tom Brady has options, too. Tom Brady has already signed a contract with Fox to call games. It's a very lucrative contract at that. So, Tom Brady could go to Fox and call on NFL games. Tom Brady could go to Vegas with his former offensive coordinator. Tom Brady could head back to New England. Tom Brady could stick with Tampa Bay, or Tom Brady could just walk away. Tom Brady could go elsewhere, too, but I don't really think that's happening. Tom Brady could go play in the CFL. Tom Brady could go play in the CFL. Tom Brady, if you ask me legitimately, I think Tom Brady could go, uh, maybe not. I was going to say maybe with the Dolphins. But there's too much, there's too much heat around that. Yeah, um... 
you know, I think um, I think this is it for Brady. You, you think he's done, though? I I I think he is. Um, personally, I think that's probably the best option for him. Um, at this point, he has nothing to prove to anyone. Maybe to Giselle. What the hell does he have to prove to her? I don't know that it was the right decision for him to come back, and that's why their marriage ended. I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I think he'll. I think he'll hang it up. He has. I th- I think he has nothing left to prove. Um. Interesting. Oklahoma and Texas are trying to join the SEC by 2024 now. Dope. Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, he has nothing left to prove. I I know he's a very proud guy, and he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to go out with... I think, I think he wants to go out with another Super Bowl. I think I really think he does. But... I just don't want him to stay around and people think to him and and he like starts playing atrocious and but he thinks he can still do it. And people are like, man, he's just got to fucking stop. I think he should stop now while he has a chance. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? And right. That that's that's that that feels like how it's becoming. I agree. I I I would hang it up after this season. You know what? He's going to be 45. Old as dirt. Like, could you imagine if he played until he was 50? If anybody's going to do it. If anybody's going to do it, 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 it could be him. But at that point, he'd be, able to, he'd be throwing five-yard checkdowns. With his left hand. Because <laughs> his right one fell off. His right shoulder is just destroyed. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I could see him maybe trying to take a shot out in uh, Vegas. Just because... Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere. They can't afford to get rid of him. Um, and if they're going to move off of Derek Carr, they might try to, they might try to bolster it with a little bit of a an experienced quarterback. But I mean, I mean, if you add, if you add Derek Carr, or if you if you take away Derek Carr and you add Tom Brady, does that make Vegas like a Super Bowl contender? That's the thing at this I, I think I think that's the whole point of why Brady would stick around. If he can go somewhere and play for a contender, I think he would, but I don't think Tampa Bay is a contender anymore. New England definitely isn't. No. Vegas isn't. Vegas more so than than the New rest England. of them. Yeah, than the other 3, I agree, but well, I can make a I could make a case that Tampa Bay is uh better contender than Vegas and New England. Could you? Simply because the NFC is not as good as the AFC. That's a good point. I mean, Tampa Bay, all you got to do is win the division. And you're in. And, and you're in. Yeah. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are 9-4, and four and they're currently sitting at the 5. Yeah. I mean, the 4 seed is the Buccaneers at 6-7. and seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're not getting into the AFC at 6-7. and seven. No. It's not gonna happen. God no. Um. So I I don't know. Uh, well, the fucking uh, the Titans are close enough. <laughs> Titans are close enough. You are correct. Um, but I I think I think Vegas maybe gives a shot with Josh, Josh McDaniels out there in Vegas. Um. And then I I don't know what happens from there, but I think Vegas is next for Tom Brady. Do you? Yeah. I would ha- I, if I was him, I'd hang it up personally. If I was him, I would have hung it up after the Super Bowl, but it is what it is. Yeah. He made choices. 
Not necessarily the right choices, if you ask me. Yeah, not necessarily great ones. College football. As you alluded to, bowl games are coming up. Yep. Um, Two top three picks in the upcoming NFL draft have actually opted into their bowl game. That'd be Bryce Young and Will Anderson of Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we kind of we we were watching the halftime show of the of the Duluth trading Cure Bowl, and they kind of and they were talking about it on there. Um, you know, the Sugar Bowl for Alabama is kind of pointless. It's not like one of those. Th- it's not pointless because, of course, winning a bowl game is always a good thing. But, um, you know, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, they really had nothing left to prove. I think Will Anderson's the best defensive player in the country. I think Bryce Young's the best offensive player in the country. Um, even though awards say otherwise. Um, do you think it's a good move to be opting into a bowl game like this? Uh, do you think it's a bad move? I, I just, I just kind of want to get your opinion on it. I think it's a bad move um, simply because you're risking your health um, knowing that you're going to be a top three team or a top three pick in the NFL. Both of them. Personally, I think this is one and two in the NFL draft. As the order sits now, this is one and two. Of course, the order could always change, mm-hmm. but Houston's lock and key number one. They're they're drafting Bryce Young. I'd say I'd say you can say at this point at lock and key, Denver's number two. That's I mean, Seattle. That's Seattle's pick. It, it tech, right right now but, it but, is. But Denver is the second lock and key second worst team in the NFL. Yes. Um. So. Especially with Russell Wilson being out with a concussion, so yeah, this yeah. is in my eyes. This is this is draft pick numero uno and numero dos. Yeah, this is one and two. Um, I think risking it is kind of stupid. I also think that for those two to take a little time away from the game is good because I think the big thing that rookies end up hitting that you know that quote unquote rookie wall, and I think why they hit it is because. <clears throat> They play this 12-game season. They get, like, what, a month off before their bowl game. Now, typically, Alabama's playing in the playoffs, so then they, ha- they have two, more, two extra games that they have to play. Right after that, you're prepping for the league. Yeah. You're, prep- you're working out for the combine. You're working out for pro days, everything like that. So then you're trying, to, you're trying to stay in shape. You're trying to get in your best shape for the combine to test well so you get drafted better. Ultimately, it helps you in the long run, helps your, you know, your payday on your rookie contract, all that shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go right from playing their bowl games to preparing for the NFL combine and preparing for bowl day, uh, pro days. Then you get the draft. Once you're done with the draft, now you're preparing for your NFL season for your team. You're going right into playbook study. You're learning plays. You're you're doing all that stuff. You might, you know, for someone like uh, Bryce Young, he might be calling up the wide receivers on his team and be like, hey, come out here. Let's go through the football. Depending on where he goes, let's say he's going to Houston. They could find a place in Texas, go throw football. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's calling up the, he's calling up the receivers. Hey, let's go get some chemistry in. Let's go get some work in. Bryce Young seems like the kind of young man that wants to put the work in. He wants to succeed. He wants to win. So he's calling up players to go put the work in. So you go right from playing preparing now you're getting reps in with your team now you're going right into right into camp where you're putting in even more work now you're so going into the preseason you're putting your, in more work your proposal is yes opt out just so you can take a mental break the, and the physical break yeah the physical toll on their body and i mean they play they play for nick saban 
You think they're giving 50% on any of those plays? Hell no. Hell no. Bryce Young, he's been taking shots from SEC outside linebackers, defense, defensive, defensive tackles. There you go. Words are hard. And defensive ends. All season long. Then, and then you got, you know, Will Anderson, who's going up against SEC tight ends, guards, tackles. He's taken, you know, he's, he's got running backs chopping his legs out in the backfield. Take a little break. Take a little break. Get the uh, body right. Recover a little bit. I think I think uh, that's why you see the rookie wall get hit so hard, which is why I think I, I think that's why you see Seattle taking a little bit of a step back. That rookie wall is starting to set in. Well, I just I I think now at this point for Seattle, I know we're going back to the NFL, but um, for Seattle, I think it's kind of more of a kind of on um, Gino. He's kind of taken a step back recently. Well, yeah, I mean, but they're rocking with two off- rookie offensive tackles, <clears throat> two rookie cornerbacks, a rookie running back. Um, you know, they got they're, they're rocking with a lot of rookies right now, and yeah, I mean, they're they're banking on Geno Smith playing at a high level all season long. Right. I am a betting man, and I would not bet on that. Yeah, that's a good point. I I I agree with you. I do. Um, you know, the whole opt-in, opt-out thing, you know, I'm indifferent on it. You know, something tells me, um, you know, something tells me just to take a seat and, uh, like you said, like kind of get yourself mentally, just mentally refocus yourself, physically get yourself in check. But, you know, I think both these players have a genuine love for, you're starting the wrong Ravens running back. It better be J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I think they were talking about, uh. Gus, Gus, really? like you're starting. If you're starting J.K., you're starting the wrong one. Start Gus Edwards. Huh. Of course, we don't have the sound on, nor do we have subtitles. So that's a good point. I'm not starting the one either. Nope. Um. Yeah, the whole opt-in out thing. You know, I'm I'm kind of indifferent on it. Um. You know, part of me says to. Uh, Again, you know, take that step back, refocus yourself, and then, you know, get ready for it again. But, you know, I think both these guys have a genuine love for uh, the College of Alabama. I think they, they, I think they at least want to send their team off with um, on a high note. Okay. So I, I, can, I can at least commend them for that. I have um, no issues either way. I just think, I don't either. I think from a longe- longevity standpoint, just set it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you got your whole future in the NFL. This is what you're working towards. Both of them are working towards playing in the NFL. This is what you have been working for for twenty plus years. Right. You're you're taking a huge risk to play Kansas State. Right. Who has nothing left to prove either. Right. They won the Big Twelve Championship. They weren't supposed to. They beat TCU. They upset TCU. They don't have anything to prove either. So, I think when you're when you're playing a team that doesn't have anything to prove, just just take the seat. Just, just set this one out. I mean, I don't think Kansas State will do anything to put either guy in jeopardy. Oh, they're not going to target him. No, no. I don't. Um, want, I don't want to sound like that. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm indifferent on it. I I I I can't take one side or another. I really can't. It's it's okay. Either way. I don't know why I put it down then. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I put it down in the in the in the topic of conversation today, since I'm indifferent on the whole thing. I'm fine with talking about it. I don't yeah, care. yeah, it's fine. Space, space filler. Space filler. All right. Let's talk about the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, not really too much to talk about now. Um, Argentina beat Croatia, and France beat Argentina. Not Argentina. France beat uh, Morocco to set up a matchup in the World Cup final with Argentina. Um, that game is Sunday morning, which is like Sunday afternoon in Doha. Some something like that. Uh, so uh, who are you taking? Are you taking France or are you going with uh, Argentina? I'm going with the French. I am too. France was my pick when the World Cup started. They're still my pick now. Um. I don't think they have too much firepower. I mean, I would love to see Messi kind of win a World Cup in his last World Cup game. Um, but I th- I think France has too much firepower. I, th- I think they'll repeat as World Cup champion. Yeah. Uh, Mbappe is very good at what he does. Yes. Um, France overall is just, I mean, they, they, they play a very good brand of soccer over there. Football, if you will. I don't know. I don't know what the correct. I'm going to call it soccer. It's soccer. It's soccer in the United States. It's soccer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Messi get one, and of course, this is going to be his last ever um, World Cup game. Yeah, um, it'd be cool to see him win it. Uh, I mean, if Argentina wins, I'm I'm not mad about it. It is what it is. Um, but I think France wins. I know I was rooting for England over France, but that's simply just because of heritage. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I genuinely I couldn't care two shits. If USA doesn't win, I, I genuinely couldn't. Yeah, care. I, I I really don't care anymore. I, I might watch the game a little bit, but I highly doubt it though. Yeah, maybe. Um, and that's only because there's not going to be anything else on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Valid. That's about so, that's a valid point. Also, if you guys are looking for some like crazy value on a bet, uh, Mbappe and uh, Messi to both score to both have a hat trick in the World Cup is going to plus forty two thousand. Do not bet that. I might put a dollar on it just for the hell of it. Okay, live your life. I look. I have a three hundred dollar bet. I might use it all this weekend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the crazy thing is, what if it hits? Then he's a genius. You have a problem. What if you if you have to say what if it hits? You have a problem. I mean, it's that that is so unlikely of it happening. Exactly. So don't but, bet it. But I will say, if but if it does, if there's any two players on the pitch who will both have a have a hat trick, they are the best two players out there. It will be Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> Before we talk about that. Can I just say something? Yes, you can. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Rest in peace to Mike Leach. That's very unfortunate. He was a character. He was a character. Did you ever hear the story about how he had one of the Oklahoma players yes. drop the, uh, the scripted play sheet in front of a Texas um, grad assistant? And that Texas grad assistant about pissed himself Oh my God! I know their plays. He took it up to uh, the coach, and they studied it, and studied it, and studied it, and studied it. And the whole point was, I want them to have that because we're gonna do it in reverse. <laughs> they on that play, it was like the fourth play or whatever it was. He had it scripted that it was gonna be an end around pass. Yeah. So it was going to be like, uh, you know, the wide receivers coming in motion. They're going to give it to him, and he's going to pass the ball. But it's going to be an end around to the right or whatever it was. 
That didn't happen. They threw the ball to the left for a touchdown. <laughs> Mike Leach purposefully had this kid Drop set it. up Texas. Yeah, that's so funny, dude. Like if so, Mike Leach is responsible for for developing the air raid offense. Yes, like he he, he is the mastermind behind the air raid offense, and he is a very he's an opinionated guy. He is very opinionated. He, he had he he's had some funny takes. If you ever just want to like see some of the sh- some of the shit that he said, just Google some of the things that he says. Like there was a story I I I read this, so I'm going to be paraphrasing, of course. This is when he was still at Oklahoma, and um, a, a another coach that was there. He said he had he had no clue what his name was, nothing like that, and um, they had a conversation about something. I think trampolines or some shit like that. And so the dude gave Mike Leach a ride back to his place because Mike Leach didn't have a car at the time at, uh, at Norman. Flash forward a few, uh, to, to pretty recently, the guy's son who gave Mike Leach a ride was interviewing Mike Leach. Oh, wow. Brought up a conversation about trampolines again. <laughs> or or, or what, whatever it was. I'm saying trampolines for the sake of it because I can't remember what it was. And... Um, and he said to Mike Leach, he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but you actually had the same conversation with my dad when he gave you a ride home when you were in Norman. He's like, huh. He's like, I don't really, re-, he's like, I don't really remember the conversa- having the conversation, to, but I do remember him. Next time we talked to him, tell him I said thanks for the ride. <laughs> he's such a character. He, he, he really is. Like, he, like, there are times, like, when, like, when he is being, like, interviewed, like, post-game or at halftime, the, the sideline reporter won't ask him anything about the game. They'll just ask him some random off-base question just to see what his response is. Like, one time he was asked, what's your opinion on candy corn? That's fantastic. And he said he didn't like it. He's such a character. He is. He is a character. Anyway, rest in peace, Mike Leach. That's a, that, that's, that was pretty big news out of college football this week. The active coach from Mississippi State passes away. Um, you know, it's it it's it's sad to see. Um so Yeah. Sad. Rest in peace. Um kinda to keep keep moving forward here. Uh yes, Alexander Ovechkin, he does know a thing or two about a hat trick. Um he became the third player in NHL history to have eight hundred career goals in the NHL. His eight hundredth goal was a hat trick. His eight hundred goal was goal three of the hat trick. Yeah. How cool is that? He is uh, he is an animal. He's one so he's one goal now behind Gordy Howe mm-hmm. for the second all time NHL history. Yep. And at the moment he is currently ninety four goals behind Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. I, partner, I'll tell you. You made a prediction last year about when Alexander Ovechkin is going to break the record. Uh huh. I think he said sometime January of 2024. Yeah. I think you're going to be wrong. I think he breaks it beforehand. I think he does. Oh, wow. I think you said, we're going to have to go back and find it. I believe you said January like 22nd of 2024. I'll go back and find it. I think that's when you said it. I can't remember exactly. I will go back and find it for sure. But... I think he's going to do it before then. He's on. He he is on fire. Yeah, he's on an absolute tear. And you know the the thing is, uh, Ted Leonis 
um, he came out and even said that, you know, the Capitals are not going to rebuild while he's still chasing this record. No. He's still going to be the front man of the whole operation. He is going to be... And and the nice part is he's going to break this record as a member of the Capitals, which which has always been my 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 hope, my mm-hmm. dream. Yeah. So Alex Ovechkin, you don't listen to the podcast, but congratulations, eight hundred is a hell of a fucking accomplishment. Yep. I mean, think of all the. Pl- I mean, this game has been played. The NHL has been around since the early nineteen hundreds. Right. He is the third player ever to score eight hundred career goals. Yeah. Insane. And I don't know if there's anybody next up that could potentially score 800. The only person the only person who I think logistically or and I don't even think it's a legitimate chance, but he the only person who I think has the scoring capabilities to do it is Austin Matthews for Toronto. Yeah. I think he's the only one who could who could realistically do it, but with that said, I d- I I don't see it happening personally. Yeah, I mean, Crosby's 34th right now at 534. Crosby is not going to score 300 goals. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, Steven Stamkos is at 497 at 48. Same thing. He won't do it either. Stamkos at least was, he was born in 90. Crosby was born in 87. Ovechkin was born in 85. So, yeah. I mean, Stamkos at least has a few extra years. He he could potentially put a dent in it, but yeah, he's not going to reach it. No. Um, like like I said, the only person who has a who has a chance, I think, is Austin Matthews. Maybe Connor McDavid, but Connor McDavid is just so talented with the distribution of the puck as well. Yeah. Um, I think the all time points record is more achievable than a goal record for Connor McDavid. That is Gretzky as well, correct? Yes. 2,857. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky is the greatest hockey player of all time. Yeah. I was just just looking at his all-time points, and that's just... That's insane. Insanity. Mm -hmm. He scored him as 900 goals and had, was that, 37 short of 2,000 assists. That's insane. Yeah. What a guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. He he, He didn't get drafted either. It's a bold strategy. He God. just he 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 was um he just signed with the uh, uh he was traded to Edmonton. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one last thing on the docket here. Um, you put it on there. So it was garbage time. The New Orleans Pelicans were up big. The game was over against the Suns. Suns or uh, Suns turned the ball over. Pelicans got it. Put it out in transition. Zion Williamson, 360 windmill dunk. The end of the game. Which was sick. Which was sick. For some reason, the Suns are a bunch of little crybabies and had some sort of issue with it. Do you? No, not at all. I loved it. I thought I thought it was great. I loved seeing um any time that So I'm starting to hate the Suns. I'm starting to. I'm starting. I'm starting to really dislike the Suns. Crybabies. They, they they are. It's not a big deal. Like he he wants to sh- he wants to show off on his on his home floor in front of his own fans. Let him. I don't care. And Zion's Zion's thing was he was like, oh well, they sent my boys home last year. I saw what they did <laughs> to my boys in the locker room when I wasn't there. Right. Right. So I'm gonna go out and do it. And like 
Dude, my thing, like, it was the end of the game. The game was over. That dunk did not affect a damn thing except for maybe some parlays. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that's what, that's what got people so up in arms is that the game, it, that literally had nothing to do with the game whatsoever. And it's the NBA. They play 82 games a season. That one game does not matter. No. That's why the that's why the NFL I think will always reign superior over every other sport in America is because the games actually matter. Nobody really watches college basketball until March Madness. Why? Because the games matter. I mean, I turned the damn game off. Right. To, that fast. Right. Because it didn't matter. To, to to literally talk about fantasy football. To what? Yeah. To to let's listen about fantasy football. Yeah. Or watch and not even listen. Like we're watching people talk instead of watching people play right that's that's how just uninteresting college basketball is until march madness it's the same thing with the nba in the regular season it's not interesting until you get to to the playoffs mm-hmm. it's the same thing with baseballs 162 games you're you're watering down the brand when you go to games you don't even watch them you don't even watch them you gotta make the games count more right that game against the suns meant nothing that dunk did not change the outcome of the game zion williamson is known and was coming into the NBA as a high-flying young man that can jump out of the gym and dunk the ball. So what did he do? He did that for his fans. He missed all of last season, and he wasn't able to do that. So I really have no issues. It was for the fans. It was not to be like, hey, fuck you, Phoenix. But they got some sort of butthurt about it. Their, Their feelings were all sad. And they just wanted to be a bunch of sad pandas and cry in the corner. Well, see, have fun see crying Chris, in the corner. Did you see Chris Paul elbowed Jose Alvarado right in the face? That's because Chris Paul... That's Chris Paul, though. He's always been like that. I recently have become less and less of a fan of Chris Paul. I agree. I agree. I've Because I, I've, when you actually watch it, you watch him do that shit. Yeah. You watch him play a little dirty. But then when someone does some shit like that to him, he's like... It's like the he said, bro. Thing. What do you do? What what's up, ref? We're we not gonna call that. Like, I know, bro. You just you just gave him two haymakers three plays ago. <laughs> exactly. What exactly. do you mean? You want this call? Yeah, it's yeah. I've had enough of Chris Paul, honestly. Yeah, it's um, I've had enough. Of him. Yeah. Had enough of. Him. Well, that's all we got uh this week. I'm gonna go back. We're gonna watch some game film. And uh, see if we can't find that Alex Ovechkin breaking the record um, topic. I'm going to see if I can't find it for next week. We'll talk about it. Uh, as long as you're down for it and you got the time. I know we're coming up on uh, Christmas here soon. Um, I should be free on Tuesday. You want to do an episode? I'll get back to you on that. We'll talk about it. We yeah. got time. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. yeah. Could potentially be in your tu- bring you a Tuesday episode if you guys are here almost two hours into this episode so uh we'll catch you guys next week y'all have a good weekend enjoy two back-to-back days of nfl football stay safe and make good decisions three because of monday night jack facts you're right my fault three straight days of nfl football Can't you got, beat it. got bowl games on this weekend it's a lot of football so for people who for for all you football, football fans which the majority of you are um get ready it's gonna be a good one but y'all stay safe holman Till next time, brother. Till next time, brother. And uh, y'all be easy. We'll catch you on the we'll catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> See you guys. See ya.